It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com at FFFSOSS. TurnerStream.tv slash AJNick3. Uh, one pick is back. So if you're following along, college basketball, one pick is back. Uh, so follow that for the socials. Speaking of one pick, it'll be a college basketball show, at least in the kickoff in the first segment. College basketball catch-up will go through the big conferences. I'll tell you the teams. I'll tell you their records. I'll tell you who's getting uh, the scoring done on these teams and the names you got to know. So we'll do that in the kickoff. Then a look ahead to the big college basketball weekend. A lot of big games on the slate, specifically Saturday. And some carryover Sunday, but Saturday is a gigantic slate. Uh, one job seems like it is closed, and one still remains in the NFL coaching carousel, so we'll do that. Then a midweek soccer recap, weekend soccer preview, and a little golf at the end of the program. In between here, the Super uh, Conference Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, so um, I'm not going to force any NFL thing if there's not there. So that's why we're doing this. So uh, college, ball, college basketball catch-up. Into a college basketball, big college basketball weekend, NFL coaching carousel, maybe we can talk a recap, weekend soccer preview, and some golf at the end. So, kick it off, college basketball catch up. Let's start with, for me, the pound for pound best league, the deepest league, um, some of the best coaches across the country in the Big 12. And Houston, in year one, I think has, I don't want to say exceeded expectations because they're still, you know, in the middle of this thing, but. I think a lot of people might have thought, okay, Houston coming into a big league like the Big 12 with all these other teams that know that Houston's a good team and a good program, but can they do it consistently night after night after night in, a, in this conference, maybe the best conference? And they have. They are right now ranked four. They are 19-2 for Kelvin Sampson. Cryer is the leading scorer of the transfer. Then you have she, uh, Shed and Sharp in double figures. Roberts and Dunn. Uh, Roberts gets eight, Dunn gets seven, Francis and Tugler are the other bigs, Tugler's a youngster, so he's got scores, he's got size, he has depth, that Houston team is really, really good, and you could argue that they're a team that should have had a natty by now, the way they've been playing, and, and unfortunately some of the opponents they've run into in the tournament, but they are very, very good. Uh, Cryer's been awesome since coming in. And to only have two losses so far in this conference, you got to give them credit. Uh, Kansas is currently ranked eighth, 17-4 and four for Bill Self. Dickinson has been outstanding, one of the leading scorers. Um, McCuller, Adams, all in double figures. Harris, Furpy. Harris is such a gamer, man. He does it all for that team, you know, defends the best team's uh, other guard, the best guard on the other team, facilitates the offense, rebounds. Like, he does so much for that Kansas team. And that's a Kansas team that's very, very good. Added Dickinson, have the wing players in Adams and McCullough that can guard any other wing players in the country, really. So, um, it's really a team where you look at and you say, this Kansas team would be the best team in this league, if not for Houston, right? So, and there's a lot of other great teams in this league as well. So, that's the story with Kansas. Iowa State is ranked 12, 16, and 4. 
Lipsy Gilbert uh, McClovich. Mama Lakovich or something like that. I'm sorry if I butchered that one. They're on double figures. Kings and Jones get 9+, and then there's another Jones that gets 8+. So it's an Iowa State team that hasn't lost a lot of games in a good league, and they are going to be, you know, you look at them now, 12th overall in the country, so is that, that's possibly a top 12 seed, right? A top 16 seed, a top 20 seed. So uh, anywhere from 3 to 5 possibly. Okay, so Iowa State is going to be a team that people are going to deal with. Texas Tech is 15th. They are also 16-4. Isaac, Toussaint, the transfer from Iowa. Cambridge, Washington, four guys in double figures. McMillan and Williams get 9-plus. That's a really good ball club, this Texas Tech team. Uh, Baylor, 18th. Coach Drew, 14-5. and five. Bridges, Walters, Dennis, Love, Misa, all double figures. Tachama Chachua on the bench as well, a, a, a role player. None gets 9-plus. They're really good. This Baylor team um, looking to get another natty for Coach Drew. You got BYU in their first year. They are ranked 22nd right now, 15-5. Robertson, Canal, Waterman, Johnson, Sanders all get double figures. Hull and Triori get 8-plus. That team can score. They don't do a lot of defending, but they do a lot of scoring. So they don't mind it getting into the 80s. That's kind of where they want to be because they're at some point saying – um, those other teams aren't going to catch us with how many points we're going to put up. So that's the story of BYU. Oklahoma is 16-5 for uh, Coach Moser coming over from uh, Chicago. He's at OU now. McCollum, OA double figures. Moore, Hugley, sorry, Uzon all get 9-plus. You got TCU is 16-5 for Coach Jamie Dixon. Miller, uh, Jameer Nelson's kids on the team. Peavy gets double figures. Tennyson, Coles, Anderson all over 9 he plays a lot of guys, and they play really hard. It's a tough place to go in Fort Worth. They are winning a lot of games in that building, and he's a really good coach. I mean, he, he you don't coach in the Big East for that long and aren't a good coach. That's just how it is. So, um, And I know I went to the ACC, fine, whatever, but Pitt was Big East forever, okay? Um, and then you got Texas, who's 14-7 and seven for Coach Rodney Terry. Hunter, Mitchell, Disu. Abe Smith, all in double figures. Cedric Horton, Cunningham, and Weaver, the role players. Cunningham and Weaver, it's almost like one or the other every night. Who's going to be the guy that's on the floor at the end of the night that is kind of defending or getting rebounds or you know making sure to set the screens to get those guys open, whether it's um, Hunter or at Abe Smith. So, and I'll tell you what, DC was he is some player. He is some big. He's an outstanding player. All right, so that's nine deep in the Big Twelve. Go to the Big East. The number one team right now in the country is UConn. The defending champs are 18-2 for Coach Hurley. Klingon, Caravan, Newton, Spencer, all in double figures. Castle gets 9-plus. Spencer's come in and shot the ball really well, come out of Rutgers. Newton is just an excellent point guard. He knows when to push the pace. He knows when to go get his. He knows when to facilitate and make sure everybody else is touching the ball. They're shooting it really well, and they have a great coaching staff that is able to recognize the adjustments they got to make in-game, and they keep winning ball games. It's an excellent team. It's an excellent staff. Coach Hurley's assembled. Shout-out Tom Moore, um, one of my guys. So, UConn. Outstanding team, absolutely primed to possibly go back-to-back, -back, and that hasn't been done in a long time. Marquette is number nine in the country, 16-5 for Shaka Smarkolik, the reigning player of the year in the conference. Jones, Agdario, Joplin all over 10. Mitchell gets eight. It's a team that's relentless. It's a team that doesn't give up. It's a team that 
even when they're up big and allow the run for the other team back in the game, they're like, okay, fine. We wanted to be in a close game anyway. <laughs> we didn't want to blow you out. Like, that's kind of the, the way Shaka, he's like, okay, close game, good. I'll learn more about my team. I didn't want to blow you out. You know, and you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, that's the kind of attitude that Marquette just seems to have. He doesn't care. Like, they will win the game with effort. They'll let you back in the game. Doesn't matter. They still find a way to win it. So, that's the story of Marquette. Creighton is ranked 13th. For Coach Retirement, 16-5. Kalkbrunner and Alexander Shireman, the three guys in double figures. Ashworth get nine. Miller and Farabello are the role players for McDermott. And it's I would say they're, they're the, be the third best team in the league, for sure. Uh, you got St. John's, Seton Hall, Providence, some of those other teams there. I, I'm not, you know, Patino has done an all right job at St. John's with only really Soriano coming in. Dingle, or coming back, Dingle, Jenkins, uh, Luis Jr., double figures. Ledlam's almost a 10. Holloway for Seton Hall. Richmond, Dawes, Davis, they're in double figures. Bediaco and Adiwuso get 8-plus. Providence with Kim English year one. Carter iced the game the other day against um, Cooley's Georgetown. It was a great play by him to get the steal and, and dunk. Adoro, double figures. And then Hopkins has been hurt for them, but Pierre and Gaines are both getting 9 a game. So you look at the rest of the Big East, like I don't want to call it top-heavy, but... UConn is really, really good. I think Marquette's really, really good. I think Creighton's good. And I'm not, like, St. John's a good team, but are they, you know, second weekend team? I don't know. St. Hall, I don't think, is a second weekend team. I don't think Providence is a second weekend team. But can they? Can those teams win a game? Yeah, I think they could. You know, depending on the matchup. That's why everything that matters in the tournament, right? All right, so that's the Big East Big Ten. Purdue is number two, 19-2 for Coach Painter. Edie's the player of the year. Um... And something that I think they needed Smith to either get better, or they needed a point guard, and he's gotten better. And he has emerged as the ball handler. Last year, for me, you could see that they wanted to get it to Edie, but they didn't have a guy to get it to Edie in the sense of, okay, this play's not working right now. Let's get into a different set quickly to get him another look, you know, kind of a thing. Whereas, like, if they force it, it's not there. He's got to kick it out, and then they're struggling to get a good shot on a possession as the as the shot clock winds down. You know, so Smith, I think, is the the kind of game changer that they needed. Lawyer can't really handle the ball. He's a shooter, and I and I like him on the floor, but he's not really necessarily a ball handler. Jones is an all right ball handler, but Smith with the ball in his hands, getting it to Edie, I think that's the formula for Purdue and honestly Purdue's trying to do what UVA did which is lose to a 16 and then win the natty the next year I mean it, it is possible that we've seen it been done and uh Gillis and Kaufman Wren are the role players for coach Painter Wisconsin is ranked 6 16 and 4 on the season store crawl wall over 10 Klesman is a shooter he's feeling it towards the second half of the season Blackwell Hepburn all around 8 plus uh, Hepburn's doing a really good job of not forcing, you know, his shot, which I think is important because there's so many point guards that want to get their scoring, uh, going as well. Uh, cause they like, I'm one of the best shooters. Like I should shoot the ball too. Well, you know, when you have some other players that could, you know, dictate some other matchups and wall or crawl and, and honestly, like stores on a really nice shop scoring the ball. So you got to give him the ball if he's a scorer. Okay. Illinois is 14 for Coach Underwood, 16-5. Shannon with the off-the-court stuff, it seems to be figured out. Um, Damask, Hawkins, Gurrier, the guys in double figures for Coach Underwood. Michigan State's a weird team. Walker, Hogard, Aikens, Hall over 10 for Coach Sissoko. He's got bigs. I 
don't understand how this team doesn't have a better record than 13 and 8. I really don't get it. And honestly, I could see them like ripping off that big 10, you know, conference run to a, fu- a championship game there, winning it, getting a better seed and then, you know, doing something that some teams have done before, which is win in your conference tournament and then win the NCAA tournament. So, I'm not sold that Michigan State can't do it yet. I'm not. That team is so talented. It doesn't make any sense. Maryland's also 13-8 for Coach Willard. Young is the leading scorer. Reese Scott, they're both over 10, joining Reece, uh, Young as well. Northwestern for Coach Collins, 15-5. Bowie, Barnheiser, Lagborn, Barry, all over 10. I feel like Boo Bowie's been there for 15 years. <laughs> Nebraska's 15-6. and six. Saminga, Mask, Williams, Gary, four guys over 10, and Wilshire is 9-plus. The SEC, Tennessee, lawsuit uh, South Carolina on Tuesday. But they are still fifth in the country, 15-5. Connect, the leading scorer of the transfer. Adu's in double figures. And then, really, between JJJ, Ziegler, and Viscovi, one or two of those guys step up alongside the leading scorers uh, for Coach Barnes. Kentucky is 10th, 15-4 as we record this. Cal coaching him up, and he's got guys that can score. Reeves, Dillingham, Mitchell, Wagner, Shepard, all over 10. Edwards, Bradshaw. Uh, Tarot getting minutes as well for Coach Cal. That Kentucky team is very good, and that and I don't want to be like it's a he's rolling the ball out and telling him to play. No, that's a good team. That's a good team. That Kentucky team. Auburn's ranked 16th for Bruce Pearl, Broom Williams over 10. Holloway, Baker, Mazar, Johnson, Donaldson, Jones are the other scorers. Their in-state rival, Bama, is ranked 24th. It was. A high ranking for Bama. They fell out of favor. Now they're working their way back for NATO. It's 14-6. and six. Sears is the leading scorer. Estrada and Nelson transfer. Uh, was Nelson a transfer? Estrada definitely was a transfer. Griffin as well. They're over 10 a game. Then you got Wright Shell and Pringle as well helping out. Mississippi State's having a good year, 14-7. and seven. Tulu Smith's a hell of a player in that conference. And like if he was in another conference, he'd be like conference player of the year. It's unfortunate he's in a conference with a lot of other players. Uh, Hyman Hubbard get 15 a game. Matthews and Moore, 8-plus. Ole Miss is 18-3. and three. Muriel, Flanagan, Murray, Brakefield all over 10. The scores for Ole Miss. They score. They don't really um, play good, uh, good defense, to be fair. You got South Carolina, 18-3. and three. Johnson, Mack, Cooper, Schrute all over 10. And South Carolina is putting together a very nice resume that if they can do some damage and close out uh, some more games, they can get a good seed. ACC. Really, for me right now, only three teams to talk about. And honestly, Virginia, I didn't really want to talk about that. They're 15-5 for Tony Bennett, Beekman, McNee, McNeely, and Donner are over 10. But UNC and Duke. UNC coming off a loss against Georgia Tech in their look-ahead spot against Duke. Duke did. Um, they won their look-ahead spot on Monday. UNC lost their look-ahead spot on Tuesday. So UNC 17-4. Baycott, Davis, Ryan, Ingram, all in double figures. They can score. Their defense has improved, but they didn't play great the other night. Duke, 16-4 for Coach Shire. Filipowski is having a good year. Roach, Proctor, Mitchell, McCain, the transfer, all over 10. So that's five scorers over 10 a game for the Dukies. Pac-12, and there's only one ranked team right now with Arizona, but they're 15-5, and and that guy can coach. Boy, he can coach. Love the transfer has been the leading scorer. Larson, Balo, Johnson, they're all over 11-plus. Boswell's getting nine, and he's a guy that – 
in a big moments knocking down shots for you. I only know, I, I see he's only getting nine. You know, you wish he'd be in double figures so you can give him that, you know, nod that he's getting double figures. But he is a big time shooter, a big time scorer, and you've seen it early on in the season in some of those out of conference matchups that were some big time matchups. He made a lot of big shots. So I'm looking at him in conference tournament time and into the tournament to make some more big shots for Bo- uh, Boswell for the Arizona Wildcats. Oregon's 14-6 and six for Coach Allman. Kuznard, Dante, Shellstad, Biddle over 10 a game. They got Dante and Biddle back. They need one of the other guards back, but he got hurt. Um, Aquendo is also getting some points for them. Colorado's 15-6. and six. Simpson, De Silva, Williams, Hadley, Lamp. De Silva and Lampkin have been there for 15 years. <laughs> I mean, at some point, guys, you gotta graduate. I think this is ridiculous. How long you gonna play college basketball for? And I get it. It's a gr- if you can keep doing it, I get it. But at some point, like, if you're like 24 years old, what the hell are you doing? Hey, eh, God bless. All right, so that's the Power Six. Let's go outside the Power Six. I had a couple more teams listed, but I just went through the ranked teams. So Utah State's at 17, New Mexico's at 19, FAU's at 20, and Dayton's at 21. Utah State's 19-2 and two with Sprinkle being the head coach. Ozabor, Martinez, and Brown. Faslev over 10. Doji over 9. New Mexico is 18-3. and three. Jamal Mashburn's kid. House, Dent, Toppin are all over 10. You got Junior Joseph and Washington getting 9 close to 10. FAU is 17-4 for Dusty May. Almost everybody's back. Martin, Davis, Boyd, Golden are getting double digits. Greenlee, Gaffney, Weatherspoon are getting the big minutes besides the scores. And then Dayton, Coach Grant, 17-3. Hull, Santos, Brea, double digits. You got Elvis and Bennett also helping out with some minutes. So the college basketball catch up there, it's I, I think it is wide open. UConn could repeat, sure. Uh, but the Big East is tough. But they're going to learn about their team almost every night. The Big 12 is just so good. There's so many good teams. There's so many great games. There's so many great players and good coaches that every night, like, you don't know what's going to happen in that league because there's so many coin flip games. There's so many coin flip games. So the Big 12, the Big East for me are the best leagues. Big 10 are going to cannibalize themselves again. They've already started it with Michigan State unless they start going crazy here in the second half because Michigan State is a really good team with really good players and a great coach, and I have no idea how they're 13-8, and eight, but they are. Um, SEC, listen, Tennessee, I'm never going to pick to win anything. I just don't trust the coach. I don't trust the players. Could I see Kentucky doing something? Yes. Could I see Auburn doing something? Maybe. Bama, maybe, but I'm not sure about the other teams. ACC, Duke, and UNC could win it. UNC is very, very good. Duke is very, very good. Um, Pac-12, Arizona could win it. And then outside the Power Six, I'm hearing a lot of Dayton talk. Shout out my guy, Dukes. Talking about, hey, it could be, you know, 2020 with the canceled tournament. A lot of people were thinking Dayton was that dark horse that could possibly have won that tournament. There's a lot of good teams. A lot of good teams. So, And I'm sure there's going to be teams that you know, I didn't touch on here. I didn't go through. And in a month's time when we talk about, you know, getting ready for conference tournaments and, and seeding, I'm going to have a big omission that I got to put a team down and be like, hey, I forgot to put them in the co- in the catch-up. <laughs> but, hey, 
It is what it is. I didn't want to do 400 teams, you know, to be honest. Anyway. So I think Purdue is very good. UConn's very good. Marquette's very good. The teams I mentioned in the Big 12, Houston, Kansas, Baylor. I'm not sure about Iowa State and Texas Tech. They're very good teams, but I don't know if they can win it all. Duke and UNC are very good. Arizona's loaded, but they're not getting the best tests every night in that league. And you got teams outside the Power Six that are pretty good teams. All right, uh, recap some early week. College wrestling, Houston beat Texas in overtime in Austin. That was a big game. A lot of people fired up in that building, and Houston, who built a lead, survived Texas coming back, and then ends up, I don't want to say pulling away, but winning the game. So give Houston a lot of credit for that. South Carolina went into Tennessee and just put it on them. Give South Carolina credit. They punched them in the mouth. They said, we're, we're here, we're playing you, we're not going to back down to you because you're Tennessee. You're not even that good. What the hell have you won? So give South Carolina a lot of credit. TCU won a good home game against Texas Tech, a Texas Tech team that's gone on the road and won some places in this league. And TCU did a great job. And then you had Oklahoma blowing out Kansas State. Um, so some of the games this Saturday, Duke Carolina is always must watch. Top 10 showdown. UConn St. John's at the Garden. Hopefully uh, those teams can win their look at games as I'm recording this. But that would set up an awesome game at the Garden. Hurley and Patino, there's, I don't want to say there's bad blood there, but there's been some kind of words exchanged through the press talking about how St. John's wants the UConn game at Carnesecca Arena on campus next year because the UConn fans come into the building and make it uh, store south and all that kind of stuff. Listen, that's that's part of the gig of playing in the Garden. It's part of the gig, like, there's a lot of Duke fans when Duke comes up to play St. John's at the Garden. Like, what are we talking about? Um, but were there ever more Duke fans than St. John's fans? I can't remember. Sometimes it seemed like it. And mainly because Duke would win all those games, to be fair. But uh, Duke, UNC. UConn, St. John's. You got Texas TCU in Fort Worth. They've been good in that building. Dixon's been a good coach. Texas needs the games because they're sitting right now outside the top 25. And how many teams are you going to take from this league? You know, are, like eight, I almost think, is a lock. I would lean towards nine, and I wouldn't be shocked if they took ten. If it turns out that way, I really wouldn't be shocked. If, they, if the resumes are, are that good kind of a thing, I wouldn't be shocked. Stay in the league. OU travels to UCF, and UCF's been giving people games, especially in their building. Houston, Kansas is a gigantic game in the Big 12. Allen Fieldhouse, Houston Cougs coming in. I mean, these games are must-watch, guys, on Saturday. That's why I'm really ex I'm glad I did the uh, catch-up, and I'm glad these games are coming up because this is the weekend to get back into college basketball. We only got one football game left. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it next week, but this is the Saturday. This is the Sunday to get back into college basketball. So we got Houston, Kansas, and you got Auburn, Ole Miss, which is a great game in the SEC. Back to the Big 12, Iowa State, Baylor, Tennessee, and Kentucky, Mississippi State, Bama, and Purdue, Wisconsin. So a lot of ranked matchups, a lot of top 10 matchups, and a lot of 
big measuring stick games in, in their leagues. You know, like Duke-UNC could be a ACC final. Houston-Kansas could be a Big 12 final. Tennessee-Kentucky could be a uh, SEC final. Purdue-Wisconsin could be a Big 10 final. You know, so these are these are possibly conference championship game previews or semifinals in these tournaments, you know? These are some big, big uh, college basketball games this Saturday. So looking forward to those. All right, NFL coaching openings and coaching carousel. Seattle, Schefter's reporting that it's looking like Mike McDonald from Baltimore, the D.C., will come in and be the Seattle coach. And from, you know, what you're reading and what you're hearing, I think Mita Kynes made this point, so give her credit, that you're in a conference with McVeigh, or you're in a division with McVeigh and Shanahan. Yeah, you could get another offensive guy, but I'd rather get a defensive guy and be ready to try to stop them, and we'll figure out the offense. But if I can get a guy that can almost, you know, I don't want to say shock them, but at least slow them down, you got an opportunity to have a good offense as well if you focus on your defense. So uh, Baltimore lose their D.C. So that means the only job open is Washington, and you're – I, I, you know, we had talked about Johnson, the OC from the Lions, and now he's not in the running anymore. So, did they miss out on the guy they wanted? What happened to B. Enemy? Did he even get an interview? You know what I mean? So, like, I wonder what's going on in Washington. They hired that firm to come in, the new owner did, to find this head coach. They still don't have one. I don't want to say they were one of the earliest people to, you know, let their coach go, but they also like had a idea that they were going to do it, you know, new ownership, all this kind of stuff. So Washington, the only job open still, and you got Seattle looking like they are hiring McDonald. All right, go to footy, midweek EPL, Forest and Arsenal. Arsenal win two one. Jesus and Saka put Arsenal up two nil. Taiwo Owen-E. Pulled one back for Forrest, but they cannot get level. I'll do all the transfer stuff next Monday after the deadline because some of the stuff is rumor still. Some of the stuff's official. It doesn't seem official, so we'll do that after. Fulham Everton drew nil-nil at Craven Cottage. Luton, a big win over Brighton. It doesn't make any sense. Luton, four. Brighton, nil. Bunny, and then Adebayo, a hat trick with the four Luton Town goals. They had the Kenny bouncing, as they call it. Crystal Palace, Sheffield United at Selhurst Park. Palace went a 3-2. Brenton Diaz started the game as well as you could have for Sheffield United off the opening sequence. Crystal Palace didn't touch the ball. It was already 1-0. Sheffield United, Eze with an unbelievable finish from Elise Cross. McAtee got a lucky goal. And then Eze, a left-footed brilliant strike. And then Elise, the winner. So I talk about Elise and Eze almost every show. They're the two guys from a non-top six club that I just will watch almost any game I can because they are so, so special. They do something sick every game. They take players on. They're brave. They have a great connection. The Englishman, as they at least say, a, a dynamic duo for Chris Piles. Villa, Newcastle. Newcastle win a 3-1. Shaw, a brace, the defender. Then they had their own goal off Moreno for Newcastle Sturge. Watkins got a consolation goal for Villa in the loss. City beat Burnley 3-1. And Alvarez brace first assist to... Nunez, second assist to De, uh, De Bruyne on a set piece where he kind of just played the ball in an area like you never thought he would have done it, but he did it. Rodri, the third goal from a phone assist, and Aldaki pulled one back for Burnley. 
Tottenham Brentford, Tottenham win a 3 2. Mope got the scoring started and did the dart celebration for Madison, which fired him up. Adogi leveled it. Johnson scores. Tottenham second. And then he did the dart celebration with like a mocking thing. Richarlison made it 3 1. Tony pulled one back after Adogi just gave him a goal, but Brentford could not get an equalizer. Liverpool, Chelsea. Liverpool win it 4 1. Jota scoring started, breaking through the middle of the Chelsea defense. Connor Bradley, the young right back with a goal. Uh, Nunez missed a penalty, then Bradley assisted Sobasly in his return to the 11. And Cuckoo brought one back for Chelsea, but then Diaz, a goal for Liverpool to put the game to bed. Liverpool 4, Chelsea 1. La Liga, Barcelona beat Osuna 1-0. Atletico beat Vallecano 2-1 at the Pi stoppage time winner. Weekend soccer preview, the rest of this midweek match day, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Wolves, Manchester United on Thursday and then the weekend, Everton, Tottenham, big game at both ends of the table. Tottenham trying to get European. Everton, a couple losses now have dropped them into the relegation zone. Newcastle, Luton, Luton flying. Newcastle trying to battle back as well. Burnley, Fulham is a gigantic game. Brentford, or sorry, Brighton, Crystal Palace is a good game. Sheffield United, Villa, Villa with big aspirations. Go away from home, try to get three points. Manu, West Ham, Manu's in trouble. Uh, the Rashford thing is wild. Um, they're playing Wolves at the Monlieu, then they host West Ham. Those are not too easy opponents. Chelsea, welcome Wolves to Stanford Bridge. You got Bournemouth and Forest at the Vitality. Arsenal-Liverpool at the Emirates. Gigantic game. Um, not the best played game in... Uh, or at Anfield, I'm sure Arsenal will try to play better than what they did when they went to Anfield, but we'll see what happens. Liverpool are playing well, top of the table, looking to just keep stacking three points in the Klopp's last season. Then you got Brentford, Man City on Monday. La Liga, Getafe, Real Madrid finish out the midweek, and then you have Alves, Barcelona on the weekend, Girona, Real, Sociedad, and Real Madrid, Atletico. Serie A, Frosinone, host AC Milan, and then Inter, Juventus, giant game, giant game in Italy. Bundesliga, Heinheim, Dortmund, Darmstadt, Leverkusen, Munich play Gladbach, and then you got Red Bull Leipzig, Union Berlin, Ligue Strasbourg, PSG. Big golf tournament. Pebble Beach, gigantic field. Scheffler, Hovland, Rory, Kalamorikawa, JT, Spieth, Homa, Cantley, Harmon, Clark, Fitz, Jason Day, Matsuyama, Scott, Webb, Fleetwood, Henley, Bradley, Ricky, Xander, Thigala, Tom Kim, Sung J M, Tony Finau, Corey Connor, Sam Burns, Lucas Glover. So many players at Pebble. A fantastic course. I'm not gonna I'm not doing the live deal thing. I'm not talking about it because it's just gonna fire me up about sports washing. I don't want to do it. Um but a big golf tournament this weekend. You know, hopefully Rory can get a major this year. I'm really rooting for him. You know I'm really rooting for him, and that'd be really great. So if he can get a win at Pebble, that'd be really cool. And maybe that could kickstart his season a little bit. But um, even though he won a couple weeks ago, to be fair, in Dubai. But winning stateside would be big, too. All right. Um, so I know a little bit of a shorter show on this Thursday, but I didn't want to force anything. And I, I went through a lot of college basketball teams, to be fair. So big, big college basketball weekend. Another big weekend in the Prem. We'll recap it all on Tuesday and we start to look forward to the Super Bowl on Tuesday's show as well so I know not a lot of NFL stuff with just the coaching but 
big shows next week, Tuesday and Thursday, ahead of the Super Bowl. We'll preview, we'll break it down. And we got all the soccer to talk about, all the college basketball to talk about as well. So, everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Enjoy the college basketball. Until then, peace. Check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.